Right, so welcome to the second episode of the Football Index podcast. It was, you know, the first episode was really well received. Got a few requests to bang it on iTunes and SoundCloud from a few people. So I've been trying to get that together. And today I've got Messi for Buzz from the Twitter Football Index community. And he's been a trader on Football Index for a really long time. I don't know, when when did you start? November 2015. Wow, so you were... Yeah, one of like, the one of the absolute nutters who uh, who went balls deep straight <laughs> straight away uh, as soon as because it, it came out I think fifth of October two thousand and fifteen am I right in saying that's when Football Index yeah, started so I was I was late joining as well because my friend was telling me about it for a few weeks so I was thinking nah I'm not gonna do that and then I thought, really oh, I have to do it <laughs> you you must be it. you must be one of the uh, yeah like first thousand. Yeah, every time I see that, I take my beer because <laughs> is he is still is he still on it? Uh, no, not really because he's I'm not a student, but he's a student, so he, he can never really go too big. Like, no, yeah, I mean when I mean when I started, it was like depositing every time my student loan came in, pretty much. <laughs> I had no other form of income, so I was kind of like just plucking away deposit wise until I like accumulated some good stuff on the index but yeah so today me and uh me and messi for buzz are going to chat about yeah just call me johnny <laughs> <laughs> right johnny i'll call you johnny <laughs> right so me and uh me and johnny are going to speak about three different topics today one being strikers which seem to be like the flavor of the month if you look at you know kane Morata, lacazette falcao jacko those big you know european strikers if you look at their graphs in the last month they've kind of started increasing very nicely so congrats to you if you've got onto any of those flying strikers recently and secondly we're going to be talking about like how the market's in kind of a current transitional phase and why you really shouldn't worry about this current cycle and how to kind of deal with you know positions weakening or being in a position where you're having a massive increase and you're having to make a big decision whether or not to to sell or you know profit on that position and then thirdly we're going to have a little chat about three-tier buzz and whether or not that's going to influence prices in the next two weeks because you know we've seen massive price spikes due to performance buzz because obviously the dividends have increased greatly but you know it'd be interesting to see there's you know 15p on offer every single day i think yeah there is (laughs) uh and it'll be interesting to see if there are a few consistent winners and whether or not they will be increasing in price as well as returning some nice dividends. So we'll start talking about the strikers. And for me, the light bulb moment kind of happened when Ed and Dzeko won performance buzz from scoring just two goals. And I think that kind of uh, widened everyone's eyes quite a bit into kind of seeing how performance buzz is really, really greatly influenced by goals and game-winning goals in particular. So what what were your kind of thoughts when you saw that massive score from Jack? Because I think that was, for everyone, that was kind of like a, a big moment because we were used to the Messies, the Dybalas hitting those massive scores because, you know, they pass, dribble, get fouled a lot, take yeah. corners and, you know, get lots of assists. But to yeah, see like a, you know, a, a real yeah. number nine of that kind of ilk doing the business really on performance bars that was a real eye-opener for me i I don't know how did you feel about that because obviously i I can't remember the exact winners but if you look at the first weekend it was dominated by like insigni who i think i can't remember how many goals he scored but he's one of these people who has a high base score Mm. you had messi and that dominating and now like you said we've had 
Jacko Kane's one two in a week for just scoring two each time, and he doesn't do much else besides score. So, <laughs> would Insigne won the first? I think was it the first forward buzz, and he didn't yeah, score I think he won it the first day. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't even score, which was quite crazy. And then, uh, I mean, and then after that, I think there was the the little Dybala cameo where he came on, scored, and got like 140 points in 30 minutes or something, and people went crazy after that. And then mm-hmm. I think a lot of the money got that got put into Dybala, Messi, Insigne, all came out of the Canes, the Maratas, the Lacazettes, because we were all kind of on the edge of our seat thinking, well, oh, yeah, if, if, if they don't pass, if they don't get fouled enough, if they don't shoot enough, if they don't create chances, then they're not really going to have that much of a chance. But when I think when Dzeko won performance buzz that day just with two goals and he got, it was like 260 points or something yeah. like that. He wasn't playing the best of teams, but you can only beat what's in front of you, can't you? And then yeah, exactly. And then Kane had the the hat trick at um, was it Apollon Limassol, I think, in the yeah, yeah, the, in the Champions League. Yeah, the hat trick against Applewell. Um, Applewell, sorry, yeah, I think so. And then obviously the two against Dortmund. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I forgot Even about that. Saturday as well. Uh, I think so. I think, so. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, no, because they oh, won three yeah. when he got he got game winning goal, didn't he? Someone that we've seen how bad his corners are. Oh god, <laughs> how, yeah. How important the goal, game winning goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think basically what's what's kind of happening now is as soon as those strikers started flying, and I always talk to new traders who who message me on Twitter about comparative value, and they kind of go, "Well, why is this?" Why is, uh, why is Insigne risen so much? And I kind of go to them, well, it's precisely because Dybala and Messi are flying. And if you look at someone else who's got a big base score, the next one after those two is Insigne. So when Kane started flying, people were asking me, oh, so what, why are Morata and Lacazette going up as well? And I was like, it's exactly the same thing. It's comparative value. You're talking about the best number nines in the world, really. And well, particularly in the Premier League, you've got, you know, Lukaku, Kane, Lacazette, Morata, uh, as you know, probably the, the big four. I mean, Liverpool play with Firmino up top, so he's not really like a proper number nine. And then you've got City, who, I mean, Aguero is injured now, and I don't know, Jesus isn't really of the same mould. He's probably more of like a bit of a flair creator, isn't he? But yeah, so like those kind of players, like, you know, the Falcals, the Jekos, and I mean, even Icardi had a massive spike at one point, uh, and Dries Mertens as well. So all these like big goal scorers I think people have just had a look and just went well who scored 30 goals last season <laughs> let me let me kind of plow into them but you know I mean yeah. if we look at who's won the striker performance dividends I think uh when Lacazette when Lacazette won on the Monday even though he had no competition he it was a really good score he scored two goals in a 2 nil when he got I think was it like 220 points or something like that so I mean that, yeah, yeah we're, we're looking we're, we're looking we're seeing that well, if they do score enough and if they score game-winning goals and if they take enough shots, get fouled enough, then they are going to rack up those points. Yeah, I mean, obviously. It's yeah. the um, obviously it's first, first week, of, week of October, so it's such a small sample size at the moment. Yeah, that yeah of course. Reacting so much to, is this player any good? Is he not any good? Mm, mm. Yeah, one, that, then... so that, that kind of leads us on to our, like, uh, our second topic of conversation, isn't it? The, this transitional yeah. period where we're in where people don't really know uh, the actual value of a player because we can't really predict how much someone's going to return because yeah. I mean last season with just media buzz we we knew that Zlatan Ibrahimovic 
was going to get a certain amount of buzz. We knew that a Man United player was going to win buzz every Thursday because of Europa League. Yeah, we knew that if Manchester United were playing on a Super Sunday, then they had every chance of winning buzz on that day and the Monday as well if there wasn't a big Monday night fixture. So now it's that's all been thrown out, thrown out the window. We've all kind of started from scratch. And we're looking at these big shifts in prices, money moving around the market to a great extent. And a lot of us are like, you know, struggling to to cope and not really knowing what, what to do. And I think what you need to realize as a trader is that it is a period of transition. Football Index is changing. It's a developing product. It's not even two years old. And that, you know, people and price, people are going to react to prices and prices are going to be corrected until people realize the actual true value of a player. I made a quick uh, video about how performance buzz would influence player prices and football index in general. And I highlighted form and fixtures as one of my big things. If you do look at the players that have returned performance buzz dividends in the last like month or so, I don't know if any Liverpool players have and they've only won one game in seven. So it's not only how good a player is playing, like Coutinho is on good form now, but if your team's not winning, then you're not going to win any performance buzz, really, are you? Because that win is so crucial. Get that yeah. extra 20 points. and well, Yeah, the 18 points, and then yeah. if they do, or it's the 40 for game winning goals. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, if it, if uh, if Coutinho, if Coutinho had scored the winner against Newcastle away, then you were looking at an extra 58 points on top of 180, which would have been... 238 points and that's really you know a pretty big score but it's it's fine margin so i think what people have to look at as well is don't just buy a player because they're playing well really look and analyze the future their future fixtures and see when they're going to play because as we've seen if there's less competition you're more likely to win a to win the performance buzz so yeah that this transitional period i think it's like really important for everyone to just try their best really to transition with the market if that makes sense there's that you know cliched saying that the trend is your friend and i think this is tr true more now than ever because Definitely, i mean the, yeah. the trend about two weeks ago was the dibalas the insignes and the messies and although messi is still top mm. dog at the moment there's now the trend is number nines i don't know what the trend is going to be in two weeks we could see harry kane at eight quid we could see him at four quid again so yeah we, do, we don't we can't really predict what it's going to be but payouts anything's possible really yeah exactly but that, that that is the beauty of football index i think yeah i've seen a lot of um, people say about making a plan over the next few weeks but obviously that's definitely a good idea having the mm. plan in your head but mm. like you just said any anything can happen so yeah exactly don't be, don't be too stubborn to change if yeah, something goes wrong or new new news becomes available because mm -hmm. there's that always that old saying that I always really like going. I, I I'm I see myself as quite a stubborn fella, but when the um, facts change, so can your opinion, and that's something I kind of stand by. I never in a million years thought that Jekyll and Kane could hit 260 <laughs> points just from two goals. Yeah, I know um, your opinions on Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've uh, I've uh, been slaughtering him for about a year, and he's really uh, he's really coming back to bite me. He's killed you the last two. Years. <laughs> yeah, he really has. Yeah, I mean, well, personally, the, the first thing I kind of talked to people about on Twitter about Spurs players was um, that just bit that Wembley variable, which kind of put me off investing into Spurs players in general. Yeah, definitely. So when when people ask me like, oh, what, what do you think about Kane, Eriksson, Ali? And I was like, you know what? They're all great players. They could do really well. But if you're looking at players who are going to be 
maybe more consistent or if you're looking at a team that's in a more consistent kind of period uh you're looking at you know the cities the united's the the chelsea so maybe having like a le- less of a transitional period because this wembley who do i know it's like a small well, sample yeah they, have, they haven't even done anything at home yet have they it's yeah just, it's, away it's, from home and yeah so that that was the advice I kind of gave. I was like, for me, if I want to invest big money into a player and that is that is something that has to come into your thinking. Like you think you have to think of all the variables and a new stadium is a massive one. Like as an Arsenal fan, I know we haven't done very well at the Emirates since we moved there. But so I'm, I'm a West Ham fan and we, we've obviously struggled at the London yeah, Stadium too. Exactly, exactly. Last season I think you guys had didn't have a very good record there. So I mean if Chikorito had come last season, for example, I mean that was a that would have been a factor that I would have thought about when investing in a player like that. So yeah, so just think about these things, think about these variables, think about you know a change of manager as well. That that's a big one. Any new players that are coming in. Yeah, also yeah, a big thing. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go on. Big thing with with these teams as well is how often they rotate. I think that's mm-hmm. something huge. So even though I think Martial and Rashford are awesome, but if they're getting sixty minutes every week, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I, I uploaded a, a video yesterday about um, uh, massive spikes from from young players. Really, of just talking about how starting elevens can can influence prices. And like, I think Martial and Rashford are both kind of consolidating in price. But I don't know, give or take like 20, 20 pence. And they're kind of like investors are just waiting for something big to they're happen. Hoping, yeah, yeah. No. like for example, a, an injury to Lukaku or an injury to Mkhitaryan, for example, would probably see spikes in both of those. Especially Lukaku. I mean, if you saw a Martial on the left and Rashford up front, it would. Yeah, kind of what, what what dreams are made of for some people on the index, isn't well, it? As long as it works, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, like if you yeah. haven't watched that video, then ha- have a look at it and kind yeah, of we'll l- look at um, look at like Rashford and Gabriel Jesus's graphs and Bashiasi's as well. Like those young players, there's a lot of hype behind them just in case they can be the next big thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's a really good point as well, John. Like think about rotation, squad players, and just basically kind of predict price spikes the best you can, and you know. The more you try and predict, the more you're going to get things right in the future. So, yeah, yeah. Just, just also on rotation. I know we're on strikers, but obviously from what we've seen so far, I think Danny Alves has had like the highest score per minute as a defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but he's just not playing all the league games. So his price is fluctuating so much because yeah. of that. So. Yeah, totally. For sure. Like you, you want to, I mean, if you're going to keep players in your portfolio for like extended period of time, you, you probably want to look at, players that are going to be playing very regularly but i think to to talk about danny alvis for example although he's probably not going to play every single league game in and assuming psg get quite far in the champions league for example he's probably going to play those big games so i mean a if you were going to try and weigh up both sides then of course you're you're going to say you know he's not going to play as many league games might not win as consistently but in those champions league games and there's bigger games in the future he's probably going to have a good chance of winning it so that that it, that is exactly why his price fluctuates so much though he'll he'll come in get like 300 points and then win pb fly up 30 pence and then won't start the next game and go down another 30 pence so it's it's kind of crazy at the moment but as as we were just saying it is a transitional period people are learning mm. about performance bars as much as anything trying to adapt and learn really so yeah so yeah good good point on um 
rotation and game time really so yeah next next thing we wanted to talk about was um was three tier buzz which is for the next two weeks is it does it does football kick off again on the 14th Um, all right i think there's going to be something on the friday yeah okay yeah yeah so um so next two weeks i think are going to be really interesting to see how actual how, how much actual trading is going to happen because I think what we've seen with performance bars, it causes massive price spikes. So it'd be really interesting to see if, say, someone does win an 8p buzz, if that's going to have much effect on their price. Obviously, there's it's completely dependent on the story. Mm. If it's a, due to an injury, like, I don't know, potentially Morata at the moment, there's not much news coming out about him. But if there's an injury, probably won't go up mu- as much in price. But, you know, potentially you're looking at England players like, you know your Rashfords, your Canes, your uh, your Deli Alleys. If if they kick on and win a few media buzzers, then it'll be really interesting. Well, I'm quite interested to see how these next two weeks are going to play out. How it's going to affect player prices. Really, what what do you what do you think about the next two weeks? How do you reckon it's going to influence the market? Well, I'm I'm definitely going to be monitoring it as I'm, I haven't identified any players that I'm looking at yet. But obviously, if you remember the last international break, I think Gatino just dominated it, and I know yeah. it was because of the transfer spend. Yeah. But there was so much money to be made in the triple buzz. Yeah, and, crazy. And then and then the player does rise because of his returns, which obviously mm. makes sense as well. Yeah, yeah, but, I know. I mean, I think in those kind of international breaks we just had, it was it pretty much seemed like Coutinho, Sanchez, and uh, what was the third one who would always dominate the news? Uh, I mentioned in the last episode. God, I can't get it. But yeah, no, it was mainly Coutinho and Sanchez really in those in those last couple of weeks, especially who were just getting into those three oh and lamar as well of course yeah. in, the, in those three spots who uh were just kind of dominating the news and they they saw their prices rise substantially and then That's fluctuate cool. depending on whether or not they were going to stay really so yeah i mean we won't have any transfer news so i actually no. think i actually think on non-international game days we're going to have like really small buzz media scores and i remember being a uh sanchez owner and he was literally about, <laughs> about to win the buzz and then Eleven thirty at yeah, night. Nice ben Ben Woodburn pips and by about ten points, and you're just thinking like, how does that happen? But you know, it it just does show the beauty of the index as well. Like Ben Woodburn went from like ninety five p to one pound thirty in that day in in those two days, and he returned a seven p and a three p dividends or two p yeah seven p and a two p dividends. So he, you know, that's great return on investment there. If you bought a ninety five p, you've got that. 35p uh, rise and then the extra 9p on top as a, as an added bonus so you're, you're looking at a really really healthy return there but yeah no i mean i mean it'd be really interesting to see especially yeah as we were talking about those non-english game days where you could have like an interview or i mean god forbid like another aguero car crash kind of scenario where all this random stuff can take media but i, was like, I remember like obviously you, you've been on the index for ages i remember one time where <laughs> mastrano got done for tax fraud and people thought he was going oh, yeah. to prison and uh, <laughs> he, he won he won buzz for like two or so days and people oh, actually bought loads of random ones i remember i think jack wilshire got punched in a nightclub one night and it stopped, <laughs> it stopped like neymar winning and i was like <laughs> yeah no i mean like any anything can happen I, whenever whenever i talked to my mates about it last year about um how the media buzz returns work they were like right so uh if i if I buy a player and then I find him on the street and like knock him out or something like that, does that mean I'll probably make some money? I was like, 
probably, but you probably get arrested as well. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had a few thoughts like that. Just yeah, just like maybe uh, catch them uh, smoking a cigar or something like that. You never know. I mean, yeah. So I, I always find that kind of funny. But media, I think, especially especially with um, media returns this year, it's, it's it's been slightly less easy to um, actually predict who's going to win them because. I think there's been times when I see a player score a couple goals and I'm like, right, they're, they're definitely in for it. Uh, or you're thinking, like, I remember especially the when Lacazette scored those two goals on a Monday night, I think it was like Kane, Lukaku and a couple other players had had massive scores already. I think they were already in like the the between 700 and 1,000. And I was like, well, Lacazette's never going to catch that. But he actually got really, really close. And I was like, it's, it's really hard to predict it now. I, I found it a lot easier last year to know, you know, Ibrahimovic scores buzz for the next three days. And you could kind of play it like that. Or Rashford scores for England buzz for the next three days. It was yeah kind of as simple as that. But maybe journalists at the beginning of the football season, they're going kind of article yeah, exactly. mad, aren't they? Because I think there was one day where we saw like, Kane, sorry, Kane, Morata, Lukaku, Lacazette, Sanchez, all on like 700 plus points. And you're thinking, where are these articles coming from? How are they churning out so much uh, content? And I think it really is just because of the it's the beginning of the season and people are just trying to, like as journalists, they're trying to be the first journalist to, to talk about um, this young player or the first journalist to compare Morata and Kane or blah, 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 you know, all, all this stuff trying to be, you know, not always who's right. It's kind of who's first nowadays. So I think that's why we're having a lot of content at the yeah, moment. Yeah. And that's why we're seeing quite high scores during when when the foot is on. I think we won't get that many high scores during the international break, apart yeah. from England games. But yeah. That's, Which that's... is normally normally good for the usual suspects, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. So I think anyone who's capable of maybe like winning two or three and placing in two or three is going to is going to rock it over the next two weeks. But we'll obviously we have to see if someone is capable. Mm-hmm. So thanks very much for joining me today, John. Um, it's been oh, a pleasure cool. to have you on here. Yeah, and if you are, you know, looking for more advice or a different opinion on Football Index, then you can follow Johnny and his app will be on the YouTube screen. If you're listening on SoundCloud or hopefully iTunes, if it gets uploaded to that, then it's at Messi for Buzz. Uh, I'm not sure how many Messi he has, but <laughs> that is uh, that is that is his at. And uh, yeah, so if you guys are looking for more Football Index related content, then uh, follow me on Twitter or you know subscribe to my channel and leave this a like if you enjoyed it. But uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, Johnny. No worries, mate. You're uh, you're you're welcome into in future episodes, maybe. You know, definitely, yeah. It'd be good to just get some questions. Anyone that has anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, sure. maybe more than two people on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been trying to uh, try and get as many different people, so you know, get more conversation flowing and get people bouncing off each other. Hopefully, not many like heated debates. I don't really want that many like <laughs> the thing. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of stuff. Too many opinionated uh, responses coming on, like you know. The old Moses isn't good a good defender or whatever. Adam Cole said that one time. It's quite funny. But yeah, no, thanks for coming on, man. And you're uh, you're welcome anytime in the future. And uh yeah, thanks for everyone who's tuned in. And uh yeah, I'll uh catch you on the next podcast. Peace.